getting you up and getting your sports day started. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Nice to have you with us this morning with Jamie Linton, Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. Take your thoughts and comments on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Go to DoubleT973.com for that or the mobile app. It's presented by Happy State Bank. Benchmark hotline is open as well. We'll have uh, the high school fan zone on the air for you tonight as um, Estacado and Coronado coaches will come and visit with our man Tommy Wood. That'll be at 7 o'clock on 100.7 The Score. Estacado won over the weekend. Coronado lost. Coronado's t- lost some tight ones. Oh, my God. It's been tough sledding for the LISDers. Uh, no, no question about it. And there's a twin bill of uh, Monday Night Football tonight. Titans and the Bills... Six o'clock. Is that too early for you? I'll be at a basketball game. That's what I'm saying. It's too yeah. early for you. Yeah. <laughs> it's too early for you. Uh, then the Eagles uh, playing host to the Minnesota Vikings as uh, week two comes to a conclusion in the National Football League. We'll get to the Cowboys. They won uh, yesterday. <clears throat> Eked it out. Got a field goal. 50-yarder. Wasn't feeling too good about it, but they got it. They get the win. Wasn't pretty, but you found a way. Right. Wasn't pretty, but you found a way. First two drives were nice. Yeah. Let's see here. Uh, right. No no question. Uh, from the Yates Flooring Center chat line with regard to Texas Tech and North Carolina State. We looked overwhelmed all around. Smith showed why Tyler Shuck won the job. Kitley looked overmatched against a true Power 5 defense. McGuire looked lost with his calls the last five minutes of the game. What do you think about the last two sentences? Not going to argue with any of that. Um... The not calling the timeouts, I guess, as everybody, I mean, it's, and you just kind of wonder, um, okay, what, what was the strategy there? What was the what was the what was the thought process there? Yeah, and and, and if you're going to make the quarterback change, why didn't you make it earlier? Why did, why do you make it then? Well, yeah, at that at that point in time, are you getting reps, or do you feel like you've got a chance to come back and do something? I would have liked to have think that you still thought you had a chance to win the game. Right. I mean, you never know. You know, you score a touchdown and you get an onside kick. I mean, I mean I look I at what think, happened in the NFL yesterday. I don't think you were giving up at that yeah. point. I would sure yeah. hate to think you were. Yeah. Yeah. But look at look at the NFL yesterday and the comebacks. You know, mm-hmm. fourth quarter comeback by um, Miami and. Uh, Coach Kingsbury's team down twenty to nothing. They come back and win in overtime. So I realize it's different, but you know, there you go. Um, Red Raider two guns. Chuck t- can't stay healthy. Smith did look overwhelmed, but I think you're one and two if he doesn't play. You think you're not beating Houston? Boy, does Houston look like a mess. Yeah, I don't know. I thought Tyler looked good before he got hurt in mm-hmm. that first game of the season against Murray State. But again, Murray State was providing pretty much no, you know, no real threat to you. Um, so both quarterbacks looked perfect. But um, eh, it just, you know, I, I go back to I, I do think that there, I want to put, it felt like one of those hyped up atmospheres, you know, Saturday night, and I think you you, you kind of ran into a buzzsaw on defense there, where they were really ready to go, and um, it just, you know, for a young offense and a young quarterback, I, I'm sure it felt like there was, you know, two hundred thousand people mm-hmm. 
closing in on them and it, it just felt like it, it had one of those suffocating atmospheres mm-hmm. feel to it and kudos to the people at North Carolina State and the, their fan base for, for providing that and, and and then I think there's something to be said for you know having a defense with a lot of returners and a really you know really quality defense and and you having an offense that's you know really young and I mean that includes the the coordinator as well as young as far as in coaching years and I just think that um all that experience got the better of you and it overwhelmed our guys I think it just looked like they could never get a you know a foothold but I don't know that it makes me feel like you know this quarterback or this offense can't be better than it was on Saturday, uh, but it definitely, or, or the you know the offense offense as a whole can't be better than it was on Saturday. But it, I mean, you'd be, I mean, just complete head in the sand if you if you're not looking at Saturday and saying that was a bad offensive performance, all the way around, bad offensive performance, and um, and if you weren't saying, okay, well, that scares me a little bit for the rest of the season because you expect in the Big 12 you're going to see some tough defenses mm-hmm. and all that as well. But, you know, the, we've, we've seen Donovan have some bad games, and we've, we've also seen him bounce back and play really well in other games. Well, I mean, and, last week it was, the, it was in the same game. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, so, you know, um, I, I'm not, you know, giving up on this team. Uh, at the same time, I think it's definitely going to be a challenge for this team to get to, to bowl eligibility. Uh, but that that was, I mean, that was that was a really ugly offensive performance. There's no way to get around it. Yeah. And and there there you have to lay blame on everybody that's associated with the offense. That's just the way it is. Uh, a couple things here from the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Uh, you two armchair quarterbacks absolutely sound stupid. Oh, okay, absolutely. That's a <laughs> absolute. I don't know that I deal in absolutes. Um, this we look like a team who only has one coordinator with Power Five experience. I have no doubt Kitley will learn at this level. You can't keep doing something until it works. You have to adapt. Okay, I'm sure. If, I'm sure if they went back and looked at it, there'd probably be a couple things that they would do a little bit different. I mean, uh, obviously Donovan Smith would. I mean. You know, you get into a situation where you're down 13 to nothing, you're driving, you get the ball down to the 28, and you throw a pick six. You know, if you don't throw the pick six, is the game a little bit different? Maybe, maybe not. Well, I mean, again, it was it, clearly it was miscommunication <laughs> between receiver and quarterback. Somebody read the defense wrong, or somebody ran the wrong route, or expected the receiver to run a different route. Because the receiver was nowhere near, he went straight down the field, and Donovan expected him to turn in. Mm-hmm. So um, that's not necessarily like a decision. I mean, Donovan didn't say, hey, "Should I throw the pick six here, or should I check down to my tight end?" You know, okay. It wasn't a decision. I understand. But I mean, but you just got to clean that up. Mm-hmm. You can't have those instances where you're not on the same page because it costs you dearly. Yeah, dearly. It's a, it's big. It's a big play in the game. Yeah. Um, but I mean, and then, and then some of the, I mean, some of the decisions. You know, when you're down just a, a couple scores in the, I believe it was in the third quarter. You're, you're going for fourth and eight, and 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 your side of the field, 
I mean, it just felt like in those decisions with a young offense, you're putting a lot of extra pressure on them at that mm-hmm. point. And I, I mean, I don't know that those it, clearly your offense didn't handle that real well. No, because you and I, I don't know where the comp. Yeah, I don't know where the confidence came from because your offense hadn't been good. It's not as if you're like, hey, we've been moving the ball against these guys fourth and eight at our own thirty-five. That's this is this is these easy pickings. Yeah, and that might that might have been a ball game play right there. No, it surely didn't help. You know, might have been a ball game play right there. But maybe I mean I don't know. I mean, is is if you're the coach in that situation, are you sitting back there and going, you know, what? our offense has showed no no life, no spark whatsoever. We, we maybe we need to show some confidence in these mm-hmm. guys. We need to give them a chance to make them play. I mean, I don't know. Is that what you're thinking in that situation? I, I don't know. I've never been in that situation. I get it. But that seemed like a desperation move. Great straws a little bit. Yeah, that just didn't didn't feel I, – I mean, it did feel like, oh, boy. Oh, boy. This, is, <laughs> this, this could be the end of this game right here. Uh, let's see here. A couple things here from the Ace Flooring Center chat line, 624. We might win two more games if that's our offense the rest of the year. Uh, this a couple of weeks ago, I said that McGuire would eat his words about his quarterback room. They are not already; they are not equal. He did not plan to play all three. That was evident on Saturday night. Somebody else is already like stick a fork in the season. Goodness, uh, this I don't want to hear it. Tech fans, Smith is who you wanted at quarterback. McGuire is who you wanted at head coach. Both are learning and growing. Typical Tech fans uh, to give up already. I don't. I don't They're have banning. a pro. I don't have a problem with fans being frustrated and feeling like you played poor or your mm-hmm. quarterback didn't play well or you didn't call a good game. I don't ever have a problem with that. It's just it's just amazing to me uh, throughout the course of the game reading the chat line and chatting with some of the listeners of how quick we go to I mean the venom halfway through the first loss of the season and I mean I mean halfway through. <laughs> and I mean Donovan Smith is the worst player in the history of ever, and Joey McGuire should be, his house should be burnt down. I mean, <laughs> you people just, man, just tap the brakes a little bit. The expectations are pretty high. Oh, goodness gracious. You want those expectations at your job this morning? Gosh. Oh, man. Recapping yesterday while looking ahead to today's sports day, this is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Two days till the 21st day of September. Today's the 19th. Here is Jeff McGuire with the State in Sports History. See, we were talking about that last yeah, week. Yeah. Well done, Chuck Hines. Uh, Going to start in 1947 today because Jackie Robinson is named the 1947 Rookie of the Year. 1955, Cub slugger Ernie Banks hits his fifth Grand Slam of the season. Wow. <laughs> 1968, Denny McLean's 31st win for the New York Yankees is helped by Mickey Mantle's 535th home run. Wait a minute. Denny McLean? McLean. Sorry. Yes. Denny McLean. D-E-N-N-Y. Yeah. He pitched for the Tigers. He was pitching for the Yankees in this one. Denny McLean. MCL, I think, think he was for the Yankees in this one. No, the, Denny McClain pitched for the Detroit Tigers. I'll effort that here in a minute. Okay. Uh, 1973, Frank Robinson of the Angels homers in his record 32nd Major League Baseball Park. Would you care to, care to take a guess which stadium this was in? 
Frank Robinson, mm-hmm. 1973. This is his 32nd Major League ballpark that he had homered in. So it had to be a new ballpark. Uh, yep. I'm going to say Kansas City. No. That is the correct answer. What was it? Arlington Stadium. Oh, okay. What? Yeah. Well, when he said 70, you know, he he played the National League for a number of years and then got traded to the American League. So I was just, but Arlington makes sense because it's the 50th year. Yeah. 1986, Chicago White Sox, Joey Crowley, no hits the California Angels, 7-1. to one. 1988, American diver Greg Luganis smashes his head mm. on the diving board during three-meter springboard preliminaries in the Seoul Olympics. He recovers to qualify for the final, which he wins the following day. Uh, that was just crazy. Nineteen ninety-two, Barry Bonds joins Willie Mays and Howard Johnson and Ron Grant as having two thirty-thirty seasons with home runs and stolen bases. Which one of these things is not like the other? Ron pretty good, right. Okay, okay, so maybe I misunderstood you. He's he was pitching for the Tigers, and Mantle was playing for the Yankees. No, I thought he was pitching for the the image has him in a Yankees uniform that I looked at this morning, which is why I thought he was pitching for the. No, Yankees. that's the old D for Detroit. He was pitching for. Okay. He was pitching for Detroit, and Mantle hits the home run. Nineteen ninety three, Tom take two. Nineteen ninety three, Tom Glavin wins his twentieth game for the third straight season. Two thousand. Here's your little tidbit for the day, Chuck. Okay. Ken Griffey Jr. pinch hits his four hundredth home run, becoming the first major league player to reach that mark as a pinch hitter. Wow. <clears throat> Maybe he was just off that day, huh? Maybe. And in 2017, a new Major League Baseball record that stood for about 15 minutes. Most home runs hit in a season with number 5,694. Alex Gordon of the Kansas City Royals was the uh, batter of that record-breaking home run that was then immediately probably broken about five seconds later by another team. It is National Butterscotch Pudding Day. I'm out. No, thank you. I can always remember when it would be on the shelf, like my parents did this thing where they bought, you know, bulk food in advance. And when when the butterscotch pudding came up, you knew it was a bad day. It was time (laughs) to buy more food. (laughs) The good stuff was gone. The good stuff was gone. Happy birthday, former Red Raider Alan Voskel is 36. Dude could shoot it. Jimmy Fallon, 48. Trey Young, 24. Trisha Yearwood, 58. Uh, Jeremy Irons is 74. And blast from the past name. Marshall Henderson is 32 today. Wow. Jamie's shaking his head at me. I'm sorry. 
Uh, and on this day in 1995, a manifesto by the Unabomber, an anti-technology terrorist, is published by the New York Times and Washington Post in hopes that someone would recognize the person who, for 17 years, had been sending homemade bombs through the mail that had killed or and maimed innocent people around the United States. After reading that manifesto, Dave Kaczynski linked the writing style to that of his older brother, Ted who would later be convicted of the attacks and sentenced to life in prison without parole. All told, the Unabomber was responsible for murdering three people and injuring another 23. And that is this dance sports history. All right, 6.51 this morning here on the Morning Drive. Uh, this, Jamie, from the Eighth Morning Center chat line, you can participate too. Uh, yes, I see a lot of room for improvement. We had a pick six going into score and a muff punt that resulted in a score we lost by 13. We act like our system has been in place for years. Trust the process and show some patience. Wreck them. Uh, this from uh, one of our uh, coaches out in the stands. Uh, Coach Kitley needs more zone read, power read, sprint out, and quick game for Donovan. Our O-line is struggling. Uh, that's something you could try a little bit more of. I think that we, we saw them really try to pound to the inside specifically a lot on first down this past past Saturday night, and it just wasn't working. This wasn't working. Maybe getting to the outside would we have more success there. We just it felt like <clears throat> I felt like Sarad looked Saradrick looked really good on on Saturday night. He I mean every time it seemed like he had the ball and it was more to the outside than the inside. It's it felt like he was I don't know running with a lot of energy. Uh, this. This from the 8th Swing Center chat line. Of course, I'm not happy with the loss, but after basically gifting North Carolina State 13 points right out of the chute, Tech played them even the rest of the game. A loss is a loss, but they hung in there with another ranked team. All is not lost. All is not lost. I mean, you can see you have challenges in front of you. No, mm -hmm. no question about it. But uh, let's, again, give credit to NC State's defense and – Feel like you can improve from it. It, it is a young defense and, and with a new staff and. Uh, you mean a young offense? I'm sorry. Yes, a young offense and uh, the new coaching staff and learning the system and all that. You absolutely can get better, but you you, you got to get better, or it, it is going to be a struggle if you don't get better on offense. Uh, Darren writes in from Buffalo. Uh, his he's going to be multi posting today. I, I have a feeling because he's already given you a logo for Bill's Mafia. Uh, Jeff, Jamie would just put out their hand and stop bullets like Neo and the Matrix if you guys were facing bullets instead of dodging them. Oh, okay. I mean, stopping bullets and dodging bullets are two different skills. I'm not doubting Jamie's mm -hmm. ability to stop a bullet. Mm -hmm. You got a table set up uh, tonight in your garage that you're going to smash after the Bills win? <laughs> no. He's two of them, it's actually. There is a white one and a blue one. No, no, I do not. Do not. Okay, mm -hmm. just I was just checking. I, I, I didn't. I didn't think that you. I didn't mm -hmm. think that you would. But mm -hmm. I was just. I was just checking to see if uh, you know you put a big spread out in the garage and have your garage TV set up and your <clears throat> Mountain Dews and your lawn chair and then when it's all said and done, you do a big leap and go in and tell the missus that you needed to clean up and and go to bed so you can get ready to come back and tell us all about it the next day. Yeah, I'll, I'm, get ready. I'll be, I'll I mean, be, Jamie, I'll be here to tell you all about it tomorrow morning. 
I mean, Chuck, the Jamie's got a really nice basement that he can go enjoy the game in. And mm-hmm. besides, he'd have to move his car out of the garage first. Oh yeah, right, right. There's that. Uh, do you think? Do you think there's a what? Put your car in the garage? Who do, would do such a thing? Do you think there's a uh, quarterback competition this week? I guess. Yeah, I think I think I think yes. I think. I think I think yes. Okay. Or maybe maybe a little bit quicker, you know, if it's not going well against Texas first quarter or so, that there's a quicker a little bit quicker hook maybe this week. Yeah. Yeah. And we might truly see, okay, we're gonna do this with this and this with this. We kinda have a with dual threat quarterback <clears throat> and a dual threat on the field with two quarterbacks. I I I think if you put Baron Morton in when you did, you're saying we have question marks about our quarterback right now. Okay. And so if you do that, then why wouldn't you? I don't want to say open up the competition, but at least. Consider it. Have a little, have a little competition. Yeah. Right. Big plays and even bigger laps. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T ninety seven three on Lubbock Sports Station Double T ninety seven three and Double T ninety seven three dot com. I I don't think she's drinking this morning, but maybe 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 she has a little something in her coffee, a little extra. Uh, Sonia from. Uh, Runaway Bay. Still listening from Runaway Bay, Jamie. That's good. Okay. Don't she know said, why she wouldn't. She said, you're right. I swear y'all are she so didn't. much more entertaining than anything else on another broadcast. Okay, well, thank you. <laughs> thank okay. You. Thank you. She asked about the Auburn coaching situation. Seems like that guy's done. Uh, Herm Edwards out at Arizona State yesterday. That experiment, I guess, did not work. It uh, hasn't been good there. Has not been good. Yeah, it's, they haven't been winning. They've got an investigation going on, mm-hmm. and you know it's it's just it's not positive. No, it's not positive. Mm-hmm. So he's he's done. I wonder if he'll go back to uh, the four letter network. Probably so. Yeah, probably probably so. They they loved him over there, and I think you know these. Stuff gets in your blood, and uh, you know, for some coaches that have gone back, has been that been successful. Others have mm-hmm. not, and uh, did not uh, did not work out uh, well for him. So he's gone. Scott Frost is gone. So that's that's two coaches uh, that that uh, have been canned here in in uh, early portion of the season. Kind of feel like there's probably I don't know if there's anybody in the Big Twelve that's on the hot seat other than Neil Brown. I think it's I think that's that's it. I think there's just, like you've said, too much money out there for him to be dismissed. Yeah, the only other one heading into the season I thought had a chance to be let go this year would be Sarkeesian if things went really bad for Texas. Well, he's still got a chance. Mm-hmm. You know, things didn't go well for him this coming weekend. Not that he's going to get fired for leaving or losing to, to Tech, but, I mean, it certainly wouldn't make them unhappy. Mm-hmm. Because I think they probably feel pretty good, pretty good about it. Uh, let's see, Sonia also she says she's checked the rates for this next weekend for the hotels. She wants to know if anybody has extra room. She'll cook breakfast, Jeff. Mm. 
I, I won't be home for breakfast. I will be here getting <laughs> started for Optimum Game Day Live. Okay. Okay. Well, my, just, my breakfast will be from the donut shop on my way in. I got you. I got you. But we I appreciate in, the offer. We didn't. We would invite you to stay at Chuck's house, but the dress code there is a little bit. Um, oh no, no, lacking. The, oh no, as we code, say. No, no, it's fu- so. fully, fully, fully enforced. <laughs> people that don't so need I, to see that. I don't. <laughs> You're, you're I don't know buying? if you should go that route, Sonia. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'd just pay the some, 300 bucks. Some weekends I'd stay away, but, you know, it's, right now it's safe. It's a safe zone. Okay? <laughs> it's just completely, completely safe zone. You don't have to not to worry about anything. Uh, tonight, Monday Night Football, Titans and the Bills, uh, Vikings and the Eagles. The Monday Night Doubleheader. I don't know. I, I'm just for the one Monday Night game. We talked about this a little bit last week. I would just as soon just see the Titans and the Bills tonight. Playing at eight. Like that's the better game. Seems to me like that that game should be the earth, the late game as opposed to the Vikings and the Eagles. Yeah, I, I mean we did talk about this a little bit, how it kinda of waters down Sunday a little bit yeah. when you have so many primetime games. Oh goodness boy, the games yeah. yesterday. Um you know, you've got uh, Coach Kingsbury and his group uh, coming back to uh, to win in uh, in overtime. Uh, Kyler Murray at all. Uh, I mean, you're down 20 to nothing at the half. And good Lord, I mean, Coach Kingsbury's, I don't know what his record is now, trailing at the half, but it was like three and something. It was three and not good at all when trailing at the half. You know when he was when he was here at Texas Tech. I mean, it was just it was it was dreadful. And then how about the Miami Dolphins? They're they're down and Tua Tagovailoa, who has been somewhat questioned. I mean, you know, they thought about bringing in Tom Brady, blah blah blah, and he throws six touchdown passes. It's a good day. Two other guys that have done that for the Dolphins, pretty good. Bob Greasy, Dan Marino. Mm. So that's. High cotton right there. Those are pretty good. Those are pretty good. Those are pretty good. And then uh, I think you got to give the Cowboys some props. I mean, they took on the Cincinnati Bengals, who did not play well in week one. They get a 50-yard field goal from Brett Maher on the last play of the game. And, you know, that would, that has been a position that's been a little sketchy. A little sketchy? <laughs> well, I mean... An etch sketch is a little <laughs> sketchy compared to the kicking situation right? with the Cowboys. No, that's fair. That's fair. But they they find a way to win, and uh, Cowboys are now one and one. I'll, and I'll bet you the San Francisco 49ers, I don't think they were ever considering trading Jimmy Garoppolo, and I don't think the Cowboys were ever considering trading for him. But whoever didn't pull any trigger, if there was any calls made to the 49ers, either in preseason or offseason or now 49ers are probably really really glad they didn't pull that trigger with Trey Lance going down yesterday no you definitely are glad you have Garoppolo yeah yeah Cowboys yesterday you know looked great on the first two drives offensively and then it was pretty rough for the rest of the game yeah what the heck happened I would assume Cincinnati made some adjustments and the Cowboys um, weren't able to adjust as well Cowboys were three of ten on third down. That doesn't help either. Yeah, I don't know. I just right now they they just I don't know. I, f- I feel like Cooper Rush is in a, is in a mess, um, but they're just offensively just not explosive. It appears to me, and and 
Um, but the defense looks great. I mean, even last week in the in the loss to the to the Bucks, I thought they played well. So I think if you're a Cowboys fan, you can feel good about the fact that your defense is playing pretty well. Cooper Rush, 19 of 31, 235 yards through a touchdown. Uh, Zeke Elliott, 15 carries, 53 yards. Tony Pollard, 9 for 43. Noah Brown caught five balls for 91 yards. CeeDee Lamb, 7 for 75. Brown had a touchdown. So, you know, not bad. I mean, you want you figured out a way to win the game. That's, that's, that's the bottom line. He figured out a way to win, to win the game. Yeah, because that I mean, still, twenty points is not a great offensive performance in the NFL. No, but I mean, like you said, I mean, the defense holding holding them to seventeen. You can win a lot of games in the NFL if you hold, sure. if your defense scores just you know seventeen points, and mm-hmm. you kind of put yourself in position as long as your quarterback doesn't hurt you just drastically, then you you should find yourself in uh, pretty good. Pretty good shape. Cowboys will play on Monday night. Next Monday night, they'll take on the New York Giants. That'll be a uh, 7-15 game. It's a little bit earlier game. I thought that's when a normal Monday night game kicks off, 7-15 Central Time. Yeah, I guess you're right. I'm just used to I was thinking about the... Guess you I said had, 8 o'clock earlier. Well... And that's... And that's later. It's usually a 7.15, Yeah, tonight's the second game tonight. I'm not sure what time the actual kickoff will be. Probably around 8.20 would be my guess because of Bills and Titans kick at 6. I thought it was like soon after. I could be completely wrong on that. Like they, they're they not trying to split them up. Oh, okay. Maybe, yeah. I'm, maybe I'm wrong on that, so I'm sorry if, I'm, um, if I misspoke on that. Okay, did, so 6.15 kick. I just kick- assumed. 6:15 kickoff uh-huh. for the Titans and Bills. Mm-hmm. 7:30 kickoff for the Vikings and Eagles. So okay, they got them on uh, maybe channels. Maybe about halftime or whatever. Okay, they'll they'll kick the second one. Uh, so next week it's a tradition. A traditional now. 7:15 kickoff on Monday Night Football. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, this I've not been a fan of Cooper Rush based on his preseason play, but he has impressed me on his two regular season starting chances. Okay. I just feel like he didn't beat you yesterday. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's not terrible. He's not a mess. He's- Which is all you ask your backup quarterback to do. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. I was shocked he did as well as he did. Uh, we have a Jets fan in the audience. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Two touchdowns in the last buck, 38 to beat the Browns. Browns miss an extra point. Jets get a touchdown, get the onside kick, score, kick the extra point, boom. That's how you do that, Jamie. Man, it just come you're in control. You feel like you're in mm-hmm. great shape, and then boom. Five minutes later, you've blown a double-digit lead, and you just lost to the Jets. <laughs> I know we uh, don't worry much around here about over-under betting, but uh, a, a buddy of mine in Chicago, huge Bears fan, right before the game was debating on going the over or the under, which was at 42, he went the over. And if you watch that game, there's a chance that over was going to hit when the Bears looked like they had scored to push it to 42. Uh-huh. But they ruled it out, and of course, uh, Green Bay held him out of the end zone at the end. So he missed it basically by a half a yard for the uh, over-under at 42 left. Sorry about you. Yeah, I was getting ready to say that, but thank you. Thank you for saying that. Mm-hmm. Sorry about him. Recapping yesterday while looking ahead to today's sports day. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3.
Jamie's question of the day on Double T 97.3 is presented by Bizarre Solutions. Call them today for a free cybersecurity audit. Right. Fire away. All right. I think we'll all probably have an, end up having pretty similar answers on this one today. But it's a, a day where things clearly did not go well for the Red Raiders on Saturday. So we tend to look at the negative side of things. But I, I, I want you to give me the most positive thing that you saw on Saturday night. Jeff? Your defense continues to be impressive when they are given short fields. And that continued again in this game when the, everybody and their dog thought NC State was going to score when they were inside the 20. What was it? 34-yard line when they got the ball at one time, and you held them to a field goal. It, the way this defense bows up in, that situ, in, in those times makes me believe that you can turn this thing, that you can win some games that way with this team. Yeah, you can really see them at those times. It feel like the veteran leadership really shows through where it's not like, a, oh, this isn't our fault. You know, if we give up seven here, it's totally on the offense. We'll, you know, we'll just go out there and, you know, make a little go at it here. But really, this is not on us. No, they like take it personal and say, we're not letting this team in the end zone. And you got some help. Sure. You surely got some help early on for NC State couldn't get out of their own way. But I, I just, I agree with Jeff in those situations. I just love how they battled in those spots. I just like the fact that, I mean, you give up uh, just field goals in the first couple of possessions and, you know, only seven points in the fourth quarter. I mean, they put the offense in position if you get any kind of offense to give your team a chance to win. Okay, I'm going to go with Tyree Wilson specifically. I just, man, I, I love having a guy on your defensive line that I feel like is... He's a legitimate like threat to them and feeling like the offenses have to say, we got to find a way to slow this guy down. He was impressive, not just in, in, in the sack that he had, but also putting, putting pressure at other times. And I, I just, it's fun for me to have a dominant defensive player like that up front. And, and he's really fun to watch. Well, he had six solos, five and five assisted, 11 total tackles, Two sacks, uh, three and a half tackles for loss. So, I mean, clearly. He was I mean, dominant. You, you just see why uh, Coach Tim DeRuiter's talked about how he's the guy that you'll see on Sunday. He's the guy that's playing his way into being a first-round draft choice. Yeah, I was going to say, there, there's lots of talk now that he's going to be a first-rounder. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, when was uh, the last time we had a first-round defensive player? Uh, might be Gabe Rivera. Uh, Jordan Brooks. That's right. End of the first round for Jordan. There and I go. think maybe before that it would have been Gabe Rivera. Probably so. I surely can't remember. I mean, any. I can't remember anybody. Else. There might be there might be somebody out there, um, but Zach was second or third round, right? I mean, he wasn't that high. Yeah. No, I think even later than that. I was thinking. Yeah, I was thinking later than that. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe it was the third round. I don't know. But and the funny thing is, is that Jordan was a bit of a surprise. Mm-hmm. And now he's playing like a first-rounder. Well, and maybe in part of his deal, too, was maybe kind of how he performed in the for the for the scouts when they came here or the way he, you know, interviewed and, you know, his, just his performance once they, you know, got looked at it on tape, blah, 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 blah. Uh, almost, almost like a little Mahomes-ish. Maybe. You know, that, you know, d- 
Uh, somebody says Donald Harris. Okay. Donald Harris was also... He was a baseball player that was picked pretty high, too. Yeah, he was a, he was a first-rounder as a baseball player, not a football player. I don't think. I'm but gonna... <laughs> technically, he was a defensive player mm-hmm. that was taken in the first round. We didn't, have to, we didn't specify in the football draft yeah. in the NFL draft. Zach was picked in the fifth round of the 96th draft. He was the 154th pick overall. <laughs> yeah, Donald Harris. <laughs> technically, he's a defensive player that was taken yeah. in the first round. We didn't yeah. say NFL draft, so that's accurate. Uh, somebody has Ted Watts. Okay, so he's a little bit older player as well. Um, I don't know that I've ever heard the name Ted Watts. I've heard the name Ted Watts. Um, what position and what year? I'm, I'll, I would have to look it up. I just I, I just have heard the name. So um, let's see here. Yeah, Donald Harris, first round pick, fifth overall by the Rangers in the 89 draft. So there you go. Funny person there. I'm going to butcher this. I've got the list of every draft pick that the, the Red Raiders have had, and I'm going to butcher this name, and I apologize, but this is way before my time. Mm-hmm. 1945 first-round draft pick, Walt Schlickman? I think Schlickman is right. I think that I think you're right on that. Watts, by the way, was a cornerback, but he was taken, I mean, let me see. First round in the 81 draft. 81. Dave Gabe, Parks. Gabe first was what year? 54. Gabe was 83. 83, yeah. So he would have been before Gabe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, somebody wants to know, is Brooks already out of football? No. No. He's doing great for the Seattle Seahawks. He had a big play in their win against uh, the Denver Broncos. Mm. Big play. Yeah, last I saw, he was doing really well. Uh, in that case, Jared Culver was a defensive player that was taken in the first round. <laughs> Okay. That's a silly season, I guess. That's a hangover from <laughs> Saturday night, right? I mean, I could... Yeah. I mean, Josh Young, was he, he was picked more for his offense than his defense, but his defense is pretty good, too. I guess you could make that case, right? It is. Yep. You know, he's... Yeah. He's doing, he's doing pretty good. Uh, Monte Rager was a second-round pick um, of the 99 draft. Okay. He was the 58th overall pick, picked by the uh, Denver Broncos. And then, God, just a really, really unfortunate thing for him that he um, got into a car accident on his way to the, I want to say it was on his way to the AFC Championship game. It was in, no, it was in October. He was on his way to a game against the Washington Redskins. This was in 2006. He was playing for the Colts and uh, broke the orbital bone and received 35 stitches in the back of his head. Mm. Uh, after the Colts won Super Bowl, whatever number it was, XLI. Um, I'm not, even though I love the Roman numerals, I'm not very good on the Roman numerals. I love the Roman numerals for the Super Bowl. I'm just not very good on them. Oh, yeah? Yeah, you would think that if I was going to be so like really good on them, so high on him for the Super Bowl using him. Why? What do you love about him? I just think it's different. I, I I like it, but then, but again, I'm terrible at doing the XLI. Yeah, it does doesn't seem quite right if you love it that you don't know how to use them. Right? No, I know, I know. <laughs> that seems odd. <laughs> it does. I did not know this. Apparently, he sold his Super Bowl uh, ring on uh, Pawn Stars. Monte did. Yeah. 
Yeah, apparently so. That would be 41, Chuck. 41, thank X you. X is 10, so it's 10 before L, which is 50, 50. And then the one after the L is 41. Okay, well, thank you. Appreciate that. Well, no, I'm just trying to help you out there. No, I, that's, that's, that's how that I, works. No, I said I, I really appreciate that. No, I wasn't. I now, yes, do I have to think about that every time I'm putting one together? Yes. I was not being uh, sarcastic or the, sar- again, the. The light bulb is burned out on my sarcasm light because I've just been I've been so sarcastic throughout my life. The th- and the chat line is going well right now. There's some good stuff on there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Tony Batty was a defensive player. He also was a defensive player. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he could swat some shots, yeah. no doubt. Somebody wants to know, can we get Henry Columbi to transfer back? No. no. No, thanks. No, no. He's. I think he's probably where he needs to be. I think he and his dad are where they need to be. Just <laughs> yes. gone from Lubbock. Right. Uh, we are Marshall. You know, then go enjoy your Notre Dame victory. 739 this morning here on the morning drive. If you have thought, comment. If you want to answer Jamie's question, what you saw positive that stood out the most to you, um, and you want to share that with us this morning, uh, you can. Uh, go to the Double T 97.3 mobile app for that uh somebody says most positive team never quit nice truth in that as a team there was one play where there yeah. was some there were some quit on some specific quitting plays. going yeah. on yeah i'm not sure what happened there paul, we can discuss that paul says the led lights were awesome a couple that i talked to uh yesterday at love field they they said they were really proud of them they used them so much so <laughs> You know, there at uh, got it, flaunt it, right? Carter Finley Stadium, right? So it's cool, but they were really proud of them. Okay, <laughs> hey, you got to be proud why, of something, right? Why would you not use them if you had them? Right, right. Yes. Well, I think there are instances where there are reasons not to. Yeah, sure. Like you, I, you I know cleaned. why. I know why Texas Tech baseball doesn't flash theirs, which people would like, but and it makes a lot of sense to me why they don't. Getting you up and getting your sports day started. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com with Jamie Lent and Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. Take your thoughts, comments on the 8th Morning Center chat line. It's presented by Happy State Bank. Benchmark Hotline is open as well. Look forward to hearing from you. Um... Robert says this, would the Starburst return work today with all the speed? That is a Coach Butch Henderson favorite. They like that in Plainview too, but the Starburst. Do they? Yeah, I think so. But the Starburst return was a was a Coronado staple there for a while. So okay. I don't know. I don't know if that would I don't know if that would work or not. Um so lots of lots of thoughts on this um on the special teams. Um, let's see here. I wanted to go back to one. I think I where I was talking about the 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 hidden yards that were missed. One guy's figured it up. It's he has seventy five in his head. So I don't I don't know if that's accurate or not. But there's a lot of hidden yards that were that were missed on Saturday. No question. Yeah, I think that's probably a combination of not calling for fair catch on the kickoffs. And then probably not getting to some punts where the mm-hmm. ball rolled a little bit. And sometimes that's impossible. I mean, sometimes that, that's impossible or it's, you know, it's a shank or it's intentionally kicked as a rolling ball. And you don't want your punt returner to go over there and get in front of it and try to field it like a shortstop, not knowing where the ball is going to bounce. And next thing you know, it mm-hmm. goes off his shin. I think another thing that <laughs> hasn't been touched on that uh, maybe – 
should be. I'm not saying it's cost you the game, but I mean, if there was one guarantee heading into the season, it was, man, our punter is awesome. <laughs> Guess what? Our punter hasn't been awesome. He's been bad. I know it's not costing the game. I mean, your, yeah. your struggles on offense is costing the game, but mm-hmm. oof. Man, what's going on there? He had one, he had one good kick, and it wasn't like I don't know Austin good kick. It was just a good kick. I don't know. It's just like we all have, have such high expectations for him, and it's like, man, that's man, that was bad. His he punted six times. Um, average yards per punt was forty one point two, but inside the twenty one, he did have one that was fifty plus. Three of his punts were fair caught. No, I'm sorry. That's that's two of his punts were fair caught. Like that's how that works. Anyway, the bottom line is, yeah, it's not been. It's I mean, not been great. There were what two the other night? They were in the 30s. I mean, again, you expected him. Okay, here's what we can count on. This guy's going to kill it. I mean, this guy's going to do his job and be really, really good. And that has not been the case. Uh, this, um, I'm just going to take this guy's stats at face value. That I'm just going to say they're accurate. I have not. I'm not going to go back and fact check him. 75 yards last game, 200 yards this season by refusing to not fair catch. Only kickoffs. The simple thing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But again, and that goes back to on those some of those balls that you're returning, and you're not getting to the 25 yard line. You're also getting a holding call or a block in the back, mm-hmm. and so then now you're so now you're not at the twenty-five, now you're at the seven or the eight or whatever. So that's, you know, whatever you want to figure that that's seventeen yards or whatever difference. Yeah, those things add up, and again, I think the play calling, especially with a young offense, it changes a little bit when you're at the twenty-five compared to when you're at the seven. Well, here's the other thing is you got to catch the punt or because if your offense is going to be anemic or if you're going to be playing with a quarterback that's only had six starts or or your uh, offensive line is weakened because you're down a starter or combination of any of those things, playing a, a defense that's got ten guys coming back, you got to catch the ball. That's, that's, I mean, that's the bottom line. you just you got to catch the ball. Well. Wow. Again, I, it doesn't necessarily mean that one I, play costs you the game, but I mean, it's, I mean, you, you have a muff punt that leads to a touchdown, you have a pick six that leads to a touchdown, and you, and you lose twenty-seven to fourteen. Okay, so I'm going to tell you in kickoff return, I am a fan, even in the college game, mm-hmm. I am a fan of not calling the fair catch all the time. Okay, I want to see. It's to me. You have to factor in the risk and the reward, okay? And you say, ah, oh, man, is it worth it to give yourself a chance every once in a while to maybe create some excitement with a good kickoff return? Even if it's only out to the 35 or 37, okay? That creates some momentum. I am a fan. That is my style for the college game on the kickoffs. But after two games where I've seen you be not good mm-hmm. in the return game, that changes my style. Okay, here's what I have with my team. Right now, we're not coming close to breaking anything. We keep putting ourselves in a bad spot. My style is going to change. So I'm going to adjust, and I'm going to say, we're going to call for a fair catch now. So would you say, like, even if it's inside the 10, you're still going to give that returner a little bit of leeway, or if it's inside the 5, you're going to give that Well, if return- he's definitely in the end zone, call for okay. just catch it and take a knee. 
Okay. Inside the five? Again, as of now, yes. I would have said no at the beginning of the season. Okay. I'm going to let a guy make a play. But now, I, okay, I'm making an adjustment. I'm, I'm changing because I see what my team can do right now, and it appears to me that that's an area of struggle for it's them. It's only negative. Yeah. So yeah. I'm saying the the risk has gone way up, mm-hmm. and I haven't come close to a reward. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to fair catch that. Because it seems like it seems like if you return it on the kickoff return, and you get stopped inside the twenty, it just creates huge momentum for the other team. Uh, I, I mean, I feel that way. Okay. I, f- I okay. feel that way. I feel like it, I feel like if you have the if you start the ball inside your own twenty, when you could have fair caught it and put it out to the twenty five, I just feel like it gets it puts it puts your back against the wall a little bit, <clears throat> and it gives the other team a little bit of an advantage. I'm not saying it's like. I def- it definitely gives them a little bit of an advantage. Yeah, but I mean, it gives them. I feel like it gives them. I feel, like, I feel like it gives them momentum. I feel like it gives them a momentum. Uh, somebody says this: fair catch every single time. We cannot handle getting penalties or fumbling. We are not a smart team. At this point, on the kickoffs, that's where I'm at. Be- because we we just and it's not as much the returns that I'm having an issue with. It's the penalties that are putting you back. That that. To me, and and you did better at this that this game than the last game, the Houston game. It seemed like it was every kickoff we were picking up a penalty. I think I said the buff punt led to the touchdown, but it was a field goal, so it's it ten, it ten points. Yeah. yeah. But still, I mean, you can't. You, so, so your defense stiffened up. They Credit did, to your they defense. did a great job. Credit, and and, and NC defense. State hurt themselves with some penalties on yeah. that drive too. They remember they scored on the one play. The the receiver pass to the quarterback and the <laughs> the offensive lineman was in the back of the end zone going what they got me for a legal man downfield he's <laughs> <It was> like <laughs> where was that play that play started at like the three yard line and he's at the back of the end zone going what they, they called me for that uh, sentence Sentex Hank said this and I, I did not listen to the game radio guy said uh, Austin had a sore bruised leg okay. That has not come up in any of the I mean, conversation. It, it could it could absolutely factor into yeah. his struggles. Yeah, no 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 doubt. But I mean, not that every injury has to be revealed, but that that is. It looks like it's definitely affecting him. That's if that's true. That's it's definitely so affecting him. Maybe that's a yep. maybe that's a question for today. Is yeah. he is he struggling with that? Um, and then you have to get into well, if, if it's affecting him that much. We might need to go to the backup. Do we have somebody else? Yeah. 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 And I don't and I don't know who the backup is, if it's Trey Wolf or if it's somebody we else. I'm we're not saying that his normal fifty fours are landing at forty eight. Mm-hmm. We're saying it's shanked and it's thirty two or whatever. I mean there's been some ugly ones. Yep. So like I said, I mean that that has not that has not come up in the previous Mondays where Coach McGuire has talked about, but he's always he's said, if if a player's out, he'll let you know. So sure. it's not been whatever it is. It's not been bad enough for him to be out yet. Mm-hmm. How about that? Yeah, that, and that's and he's been very fair with uh, injuries and injury notifications and things along the line. How about Bryce Ramirez? Man, guess thoughts and prayers for that poor young man, oh, who's man. who stays in who is still in Raleigh um, as they're trying to stabilize. I'm sure that he's had surgery or they've done something but you know at some point in time they'll transport him back but 
you know, who knows if he'll be able to, if that'll be by air or by car. Yeah, good luck to him. That was, that looked rough. Yeah, and too bad because he was just put on scholarship. Not just, but I mean, this guy that didn't come here as a scholarship player. And he, man, he was playing great mm-hmm. right off the bat yesterday, or mm-hmm. Saturday. You've been listening to the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3. For more from Lubbock Sports Station, go to double T 973.com.